0: Welcome to the Scarlet Tears podcast where we talk about our favorite show Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Woo-hoo, woohoo! All right, I'm Amanda and I'm Lindsay and we have special guest Trina here today with us. Okay. Hello. We're talking about the topic of mysteries and the cases and the crimes of miss Scarlett and the duke today so we're gonna have a good one today um we talked about last uh, month was eliza and william now here's the second part of miss scarlet duke the crimes and mysteries so we're having our special guest trina and trina's going to talk a lot about mysteries and crimes <laughs> Not that, no pressure. About, not, not that she talks about crimes and mysteries. But she's a big fan of crimes and mysteries, we'll say. I am, so, actually. That is an accurate statement. Yes. So we're going to jump right in. Um, Trina, why do you love the crime and mystery drama so much?
1: Uh, I loved this question. You guys sent this to me, and I'm th- sitting here thinking about it. I like, I'm not really sure. I just, I've always loved a good puzzle and I sat down and I thought what what of all the shows I've loved over the years and I I don't even I mean there's been so many and we're talking from the time I was like seven onward like the (laughs) big big fan of the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew mysteries back in the 70s with Sean Cassidy and Parker Stevenson oh I just (laughs) dated myself there (laughs) big big crush on Sean Cassidy I follow him on Instagram by the way he's really cool anyway <laughs> still cute too but anyway <laughs> but those were kind of cool mysteries because they were based on those novels my sister was a Nancy Drew reader I was a Trixie Belden reader do you guys I'm oh, sure Amanda's yeah. heard of Trixie Belden do you, you've heard yeah. of Trixie Belden Nancy?
2: I haven't heard of Trixie Belden at all
1: Trixie Belden was she was a young girl there were th- I want to say there were 34 books there weren't any more than that. Nancy Drew, I think they're still writing Nancy Drew books, actually. Mm. I, I read them all except four, and I never found them in the bookstore. And then I just, I grew up and I stopped reading them. They were very much young adult books. But I've always enjoyed the, there's a mystery. And of course, those are always very clean. We're not dealing with a lot of murders and stuff. So you, you, that's where you start, right? You start with your books and you go from there. And of course, the um, the TV shows, I don't think were really too too bad back in the 70s you know those nancy drew Hardy boys were probably not gruesome or weird or crazy so everything from then on kind of it it just goes on from there but i want to say it's the puzzle you know you you've been presented with a, a series of either events or just facts and maybe individually each fact is like no big deal but when you start to put them together it's like there's something not right here and then you got to go figure that out and i always enjoy you know the Miss Marples. My my parents were big fans of Hercule Poirot. Um, <laughs> and I forget David is it David Sachet? whoever the actor yep. was. I forget. Yeah. I, yeah God, yeah, I pulled T. that. T. I pulled that out of somewhere. I don't know how I'm, I'm sure I managed to remember <laughs> that. But anyway, um, they loved Hercule and he just I didn't never. I never got around to watching those. But all those shows and and we were talking off air a little bit about the Jeremy Brett uh, Sherlock Holmes. Those were my favorite. He is the best Holmes. I'm sorry, Benedict, and I'm sorry, Robert Downey, and all those other ones that played, and he's my favorite. (laughs) I watched two last night, and he was just so brilliant. I think my favorites were the ones where there was no murder, but there was something sinister going on. And, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to sort of like, here's this clue, here's this clue. What does it mean? And a lot of the times I'm sitting there going, I have no idea. And then they put it together and then you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes better sense. So I don't know. I've always enjoyed puzzles and I can't say that I'm very good at solving them, but I do enjoy a a decent puzzle. Um, And that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, everybody, I suppose, has their own reasons for liking crime drama. And when it comes to crimes, of course. You know, nobody likes crime, but when it's when it's a drama yeah. and it's just fiction, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: those yeah. those are those are fun to figure out too. I mean, think of Murder She Wrote. That poor woman, oh, Jessica God, Fletcher. Yeah. I mean, murder followed her everywhere. <laughs> like you don't want to be her friend. Oh, <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> well, you do because then you get accused of murder, and then she'll get you off. So oh yeah. Anyway, oh,
2: yeah. I I mean I grew up watching all of those kind of mystery crime dramas and yeah and I think I I fell in love with them without even realizing because it's mm-hmm. it's silly things like when Stuart says murder in his Scottish accent <laughs> I'm genuinely transported back to my parents living room on a Sunday night watching Taggart which is a Scottish uh, detective yep, drama
0: yes and, yep. and
2: Oh, honestly every time I'm like I'm 8 years old again watching ITV on a Sunday night with them and and it's just that kind of I guess it's partly what you grow up with I don't think I like you I don't think I was ever any good at fi- figuring out the who done it a- no kind of you know watching like David Suchet in in Poirot and Miss Marple and Inspector yes. Wexford mysteries, the Ruth Rendell mysteries, and 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 all of those, I kind of grew up watching them and, and loving them, and yeah, you just sort of, I don't know, it's it is like I find Miss Scarlet the Duke very comforting to come back, to come back to because it's kind of like a, a nice safe environment in some ways, even though you're dealing with, yes. generally murder and suspicious
1: activity. Yes. yes, and and in a Victorian era which was. So not great in so many ways, you know. <laughs> That's a good way to speaking. put it. Not great. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's very. You know, they we got away at,
2: with a lot, didn't they? they yeah, they couldn't get cool yeah.
1: Yes, men got away with a lot. Women didn't mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. However. Anyway. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. The uh, I think I think for me it was reading, and then that just gets transcribed into a good story. I a good story is a good story whether you're reading it or watching it. Mm. Yeah. And if if a if a good mystery writer can come up with a crime in their mind and then unravel it and expose it to you mm-hmm. bit by bit, piece by piece through characters and dialogue whether it's written or on the screen, then you've got I'm hooked. I'm there. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you, Amanda? i never grew up i think really watching mysteries with my family i think i came into it late in life um but i think you know everybody wants to be yeah the really smart one who solves it wants to be like the sherlock type or the Poirot type but mm. nobody really ever is and if you are the show gets boring then. You don't want a show that you you will solve the case right away. Oh yeah, I knew I knew the murderer. You know, within five minutes. Oh, I knew yeah. you know the bad guy. Every yes. week you don't want that because that's that's not fun. And so I love the mysteries and the crime dramas because I am just that. It, I want to be that eternally stumped till the very last twist. You <laughs> know. Oh that's what <laughs> happened or, oh that's yeah. who it is. You know, yeah. and I think with Miss Scarlet and the Duke, the writers are so clever in doing that that I don't yeah. think we really see the who done it or the why done it, you know, until yes. the very end, you know, yes. because there's yeah. just so many small twists and turns and smoke screens and the whys mm. and the hows. Yes. I mean, just that part of the crime drama, Mm -hmm. the mystery, is just so great. And Miss Scarlet and the Duke, that it just, you know, our 45 to 50 minutes, depending on who you see it through, it's just over (laughs) in the blink of an eye. You go, what? How is it done already? I mean, literally every episode, my mom and I go, what? It's done? You know, like... It's it's so good, and I think that's why you love crime dramas because yeah. nobody wants to be fooled. We want to go. Oh, I still want to figure this out. I'm smart. I can do this. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> never and we and we almost never figure it out, and yeah. that's what you know. You want to keep watching because you go, oh, maybe this week. Oh no, and you never do, and. I think that's what is makes Miss Scarlet and the Duke really good is that yeah. every case every episode is a fresh case. We haven't had a yeah. I mean I know it's just the end of season 3 so it's just 18 is that my math is that math
2: Yeah part? yeah
0: 18 Yeah uh, yeah math um you know it's only been like 18 <laughs> Yes Oh, don't make I am smile. proud that I got three times eight. Three six, times eight, six, three six. Three times six. Three <laughs> times six. See, I can't do it right. Three times six correctly. But I know that it's not enough to, like, repeat oh yourself. God. But, yeah. you know, it's not just dead body, chase the guys, solve the thing, arrest them. And you I,
1: know I, I think Rachel has said that. She didn't necessarily want to have murder of the week. And yes. I, I went yeah. I went back and looked season one, how many murders were actually part of the episodes. And I would say the first the the first one, her father died, but it was we didn't know it was murder. So there was no real murder there. Uh, Deeds, not words. Yep. That was that was a murder. Yep. Eventually it came to murder. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Memento Mori didn't have a murder. Cell 99 did end up
2: with the two dead bodies at the end.
1: That's right. It's the case of Henry Scarlet, we had um, the superintendent die. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was all kind of, there weren't a lot. It wasn't always ever a murder. And you yeah. go through number two. At least two, from that, investigating uh, a
2: murder. Yeah. I, I remember back way back when season one aired, um, reading a review about it, where somebody had put, you don't have a lot of murders in the show, but actually the body count starts to add up when you get to the end. It <laughs> does, like, yes. That's a good point. <laughs>
1: That's true,
2: but they're the not cases, necessarily investigating a murder. Yeah. A murder of the week. I I agree with you. I like the fact that I I was again thinking about like season two and season three, and I was like, well, how many murders per se have we actually kind of investigated? And I think even when we were talking about season two on the podcast, we we made a comment that I think it was episode five was really our first murder of the season. And we were like, wow, we have got to You're right. episode five, and yeah. that's the first dead body, and yeah. Yep
1: yep you're right i just looked it over yeah Yeah. and so i think that's
0: just yeah what makes miss scarlet and the duke really great it's not just your average here's a dead body let's solve it okay next episode it's just a really smart mystery show it does it differently every episode
2: and and this is coming from a william and eliza fan this is probably a very strange comment but if it was a sole programme about William and Eliza, I probably would switch off by now because, you know, without the crime, there's not really a lot going on between them. So exactly. the crime is kind of like, I would say the crime is like our bread and butter of a sandwich you know you don't talk about it a lot but it's it's the most important part of a sandwich yes
1: and then you know William
2: and Eliza for me is like the filling your favorite filling whether that's you know a ham and cheese or coronation chicken or you know whatever (laughs) but you you, you know what I mean you you can't make a sandwich without bread you cannot make a Miss Scarlet and the Duke without some sort of crime it just wouldn't
1: you know I'm I'm exactly. laughing because if Rachel's listening, she's gonna be like, Which one's ham and which one's cheese? <laughs> Stuart and Kate and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Moses would be what? The the lettuce or something? Yeah. Like a, a slice of tomato or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's
2: funny.
0: I like yeah, it. I'm channeling Stuart with the analogies here, you know. Well oh, yes. so I was thinking Well, Stuart is kind of cheesy, but Stuart is also kind of a <laughs> ham for the camera, so I don't A know ham. I can't pick which would be the he's ham or the ham. cheese because I don't know
2: <laughs> this oh conversation's gone right off the deep end
0: and we are tagging <laughs> you Stuart Martin so you better be listening to it at this moment and reply to us are you the ham or the cheese are you the
2: ham or the, che- right, I'm the ham cheese I'm putting that in the post
0: we are oh tagging my god this
1: went cheese. south really fast <laughs>
0: <laughs> and bye, oh everybody. God. um This is the last Scarlet Tears you will ever s- listen to. And uh, thanks. We've had a good run. This is just Jump to the Shark. <laughs> um
1: uh, uh, um <laughs>
0: swiftly
2: onwards. Let, let's, uh, you know, <clears throat> we'll, we'll get it on. Our, our first topic of discussion, shall we say? I say first, but uh moving swiftly onwards. So Miss Scarlet and the Duke, one of the the lovely things and what I think is a bit of a a unique selling point of the show, other than William and Eliza, is that it is set in the Victorian era. And there's a lot of topical subjects which really identify with the Victorian era itself. Like, you know, the very first episode that kicks off with Clara Sims, whose husband is pretending to be her uncle, so he could place her in an asylum and gain her fortune as, as her husband. You know, I always think that that's, that's just though, the episodes like that, that you just go, they really stick out in my mind. Yes. Like when I think of like the first episode of season three with the theatre and everything, you're like, that is so kind of unique in a way to the Victorian era. It's mm-hmm. lovely. And, and again, like the suffragettes storyline is so unique but also it there's so much about it that you can still put into modern day terms
1: it's relatable yeah yeah I agree with you yeah it's
2: it's it's refreshing it's really we I mean I've been more interested in the Victorian era than I ever
1: thought possible same yeah 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 Mm -hmm. I was I always thought I liked Victorian era I never get but I mean watching Sherlock Holmes of course you're deep in the in the end of the the tail end of Victorian era and I'm a big Murdoch mysteries Mm -hmm. fan. So I thought, Oh yeah, Victorian. And, but I don't think I really wanted to know more until I started watching this show. And I, I think it's safe to say that a good, a good lot of us are very much invested in the Victorian aspects of this show. And, and we're a little more educated perhaps we're we're doing our own personal research and oh i didn't know anything about that oh this is really interesting and, and as fanfic writers of course we've done we've delved into a whole bunch of little side topics and i i loved that they did the suffragettes um uh, episode and i love the the theater episode because theater i mean victorian london and you know victorians they they started the whole theater scene like it's it's you guys that started this whole storytelling thing and 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 actors and all that stuff, it, it sort of all stemmed from there. And it's amazing um,
2: to go around London and, and see the theatres that are still from that time still going around. And oh, I'd love to know what just they think, are. Wow. Yeah. You, know, you step into a London theatre and it is like going back in time because they're all still ornately decorated and oh, yeah. from the Victorian era and when the buildings were built.
0: Oh, that Gilbert would be and so Sullivan cool.
2: and all of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's just not wow. the dead body or the missing exactly. um, magician. You learn about these subjects, and then you go, "Oh, I want to learn more," and you oddly take away from the show, leading yourself to Wikipedia. I know not a great source, but it's actually <laughs> it's becoming um, a better source. You know, I'm, I'm a you-
1: Wikipedia user i'm afraid to say <laughs> i do. use them a lot. i
0: love wikipedia i love it you too, go to yeah. wikipedia or you go to articles online or you look at new media sources and you learn more so oddly miss garland the duke is educating us as
1: Definitely. well as
0: entertaining us it's yes yes that that's i don't very know, true. a lot of shows i don't know if it's intentional but i mean it's you would never think that, oh, let me learn about Memento Mori. You know, when I. Yeah, that you know,
1: was, that was really interesting. The death I, know it,
0: I know it. I know a lot of about us, it. you know. Yeah. And we went out on our own to educate ourselves about death photography just for our own sakes. And I know a lot of us have looked up, um, Memento Mori's and death photography just so, we could do fan fiction writing or just so we knew about it because it's so interesting. It's so uniquely Victorian yeah. that you don't see it anywhere else. And so, it's like I said, I don't know if it was intentional on Rachel and Ben's part, but they are educating the Scarlet Tears fans, mm. whether they meant to or not. And
2: it may just be a very nice byproduct.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I
2: mean, I was out walking with my sister-in-law the other day and we've walked past this particular building many, many times near where she lives. And I just happened to make a comment. I was like, what is this building? She was like, oh, well, it was built, you know, in the early 1900s. It was the old workhouse in the area. And I was suddenly like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And there's like they've added bits to it, like new buildings, because it's now a set of flats and, and houses. But I'm literally like wow. walking past, like going, wow, you look at the windows now and you're like, oh my God, that is so you you can see how tiny the windows were of this workhouse and everything and the yellow oh brick my. work of it. And I was like, I've walked past this building many, many times because it's on the way to the park and it's where we we take our our two daughters when when they go and play, when we're around their house and everything. And I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy that this particular building was a workhouse and it was about the time when the fanfic writers were writing about the workhouse and everything mm-hmm. so it was just like wow this is crazy that,
1: that's kind of a goosebump inducing how cool is that i know yeah i know wow. just, i've
2: never asked about it before I'm yeah. kind of, why is this building that we always walk past because it's such an it's not ornate but it's like a it's so such a different style compared to everything else that that's around it that it just sort of sticks out. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a listed building now,
0: yeah, so and then wow. you oddly think, well, you know, William, not as like I mean it's a character who's made up, mm-hmm. but William and other boys of that generation of that age you know grew up in the circumstances, and you know mm-hmm. you just think and you go, Well, let me look and learn and write, and you know mm-hmm do my own research and so talk talk
1: about ghosts in those walls
0: yeah no kidding Mm
1: -hmm. but yeah i
2: think i always find the most interesting crimes of the show is usually ones that are a bit like that and they've got that they kind of make you think and make you go oh i hadn't it didn't you know like um margaret fairfax kind of and and her fight for the suffragettes and everything you think love that was extreme like trying to
1: yeah
0: you kind
2: of sit there and think i kind of get your point
0: yeah you know yeah Yeah. indeed all right uh well let's move on to something more fun and (laughs) lighthearted um so what crime or mystery uh did eliza investigate that we most enjoyed and why did we like it um trina what was your favorite
1: if i had to pick one out of the out of three i was trying yeah. to think think of that um hang on a second i wrote it down because I, I, had, I had to consider there's I think so the question
2: to think of which is the one that we most yeah. enjoyed, to be honest. I was at the game of luck and think of about four or five or just I off know. the top of my head. And, and I actually have, down.
1: I have four episodes that I I, mm-hmm. I wrote down as my favorite crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Black Witch Moth is the one Definitely. that stands out the best. 100%. Um,
2: that's top of my list.
1: Yes. And not just because it was unique um, and it was based on an actual fact uh darwin's uh actual drawing and whatever yeah. that was very cool um the way she figured out of course was brilliant, but the way it was yeah. presented to her i I was kind of sorry that the the old lady spoiler alert that the old lady <laughs> didn't uh didn't survive because she would have been a wonderful ally in uh future episodes yeah. but uh alas, alas, as we were saying before, the body count uh, <laughs> increased that's by a- one on that episode as well, even though it was not about <laughs> murder. The wouldn't way nice, that maybe was she
2: could have left Eliza some money in her will.
1: Wouldn't that have been oh, nice? That would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. But the uh yeah, the fact that it was women supporting women, I think that's an excellent sub text and lesson yeah. for all of us to, mm-hmm. you know, don't also tear a each sh- other down. A
0: social issue. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. She was not allowed to be brilliant in life. She was brilliant to death. I was like, oh, but you know, it's funny. I'm just going to sidetrack a little bit here. That episode in particular, you know how, uh, what was it? Stuart was going on about how he doesn't, you never get to see him solve the crime Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that episode. This is one of my favorite scenes in in the whole series is any episode where the two of them are brainstorming together. I love these scenes. These are the best scenes because they, they do their best work. They're, uh, Kate and Stuart's acting is on par and just, you know, top of the game. And they're both sitting there. It's a puzzle. No, it really is a puzzle. A seven letter, what does she call it? A seven letter puzzle, seven letter one. He goes, anagram. And he just thought it up. Like he helped her, right? He didn't solve the the crime, but he was instrumental in helping her. Now she might have figured it out on her own. But he Yeah anagram. Seven letter anagram. Yeah. And she's like, I know where the I know where the drawing is. And it's like Boom. And it's, I just, that was just so perfection right there. It was just so perfect. And that was probably the, my favorite crime. I have to confess, I really enjoyed the photography one, the memento mori. Yeah. Because I I had a personal interest in photography myself. And I learned all about daguerreotypes and tintypes and all that 20, 30, 30 years ago. <laughs> anyway. And I have to say, I think the air... Air hunting was something I, I did. That was a new lesson going back yeah. to learning about Victorian things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, let's yeah. see if we can find this dude. Oh, we'll get lots of money. Woo. What a great idea. Yeah. And of course, yeah. of course, Eliza was going to be doing that. She's she's searching for the the uh, the con man in the uh in the Hotel St. Mark. And of course, the, the air hunting, which is brilliant. Uh But I love the air. And I actually I liked the episode Arabella because the crime was interesting in that one as well. With the paste jewels and the, mm-hmm. and the glass and all that sort of thing and, and how they were honed in on Arabella's restaurant because they were, it was based out of her restaurant as a happenstance. It was just a coincidence or whatever. And I liked how, I liked how that was solved too, even though she was out of her element by being emotionally charged with Arabella in, the, on the, on the scene. Um, I like how that fell together at the end. And of course, Duke. Punching the daylight out of the dude was <laughs> uh, very much, very much fun. <laughs> so I, you know, those would be my top four: the Memento Mori, the Black Witch Moth, Arabella, actually, and the Air. But I love the last episode, and episode, sorry, season three, um, the Train Robbery was also quite brilliant. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I like most of the cases. I know uh, Lindsay, you find Hotel Saint Mark not to your tastes. But I actually enjoyed that one, too, only because not just because she and Nash were working together, but because here they were in a foreign land. They both had caught the con man. They didn't know if they had the right guy.
0: And yeah, there I liked, going, I liked that part of it. Well, trying to figure
1: out who caught the too, right guy. I was I was sitting there thinking, oh, my God, how could they possibly know if they've got the right? How are they, And then how are they going to figure it out? Oh, yeah. my God. So I, I know I know some people didn't like that episode and there was no Duke in it, and whatever. I to me, that had a that had an Agatha Christie feel to it mm-hmm. because she very most of her stories turned into plays. And of course, the plays were held in like a single room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of dialogue pushing the plot along and uh, rear window, actually, an Alfred Hitchcock story. It's the same kind of idea. All the drama and all the crime is happening outside his window, but you're still you're in there with him with Jimmy Stewart and you're just watching it all unfold. And that's how that felt. It was like, OK, we're in the hotel. We're going from different room to a different room, but it was still very much like a bottle show. Mm-hmm. And those can be a little boring if they're not done well. But I actually really enjoyed that one because it's like, how the hell are they going to figure out who, if this? is? First of all, do either of them have the right guy? And if it's like, does of course Eliza has the right guy, right? Doesn't she? I mean, I, mean, I like the what the fact she that
2: Eliza had the right guy, and that, yes. you know she 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 could trust her instincts. And <laughs> the fact the only reason Nash was even there is because you know he's basically looked at her mood board or in her right. office. Right. Um, right, There's certain Achieve elements it. of that. Ele- you know, I've watched. I I have desperately, honestly tried to like that episode because you know it's it's obviously it's a very important episode to Mm -hmm. Ben and to Rachel because obviously Ben wrote it and Rachel directed Directed it and you know I I I never want to not like an episode of this show because it's my favorite show and genuinely even though I don't like that episode it's it's still very well done I I find it so slow I find it doesn't go anywhere there's no kind of speed to it and there's no like when I think of cell 99, that is all in the same place. Yeah. There's, yes. there's danger, there's element, It's there's action to it. And I think yes. like, even when I was, I was watching it with my mum, because I watch all these episodes with my mum and I was sat next to her and bless her. She's a bit hard of hearing. Yes. And, you know, we kind of were watching it and she was like, I can't really understand the plot of all of this because I can't hear, there's too much talking And not enough action going on. There's just too much talking, so I can't. I'm not following what's happening. And I was like, "Well, it's okay, Mum. You're not really missing very much, to be honest, because there's not really great deal going on." And and then, bless her, about 25 minutes into the episode, she just kind of looked at me and went, "How much longer have we got?"
1: And I, "No, dear."
2: In some ways, I "I think it's just not a style of episode that I enjoy. Because when I think of the episodes that I really enjoy, A, generally they're ones where Eliza and William work together or against each other. I like the fact that there's a, you never know what you're going to get. When you see Eliza and William walk into a scene, are they going to be arguing? Are they going to be making goo-goo eyes at each other? Are they going <laughs> to be working nicely together? or Are they going to be working against each other? You know, you that, there's a, you never know what you're gonna get, and and I I think I just kind of found that episode with Nash a little bit too cozy, like nothing. Yeah. There's no real element of danger. You know, yeah. we never saw Eliza. You know, when she opens the door, and you know, here's the guy with the gun who's got Nash, and now he's gonna. You know, you don't see them getting like chained up in the basement or anything, and things like that. That sure. I'm just like, there's, there's elements of the episode that that are fine. It just yeah, it's just it's never gonna make my my the top of my list unfortunately. And and that's just me, and that's fine. But (laughs) we've um, had lots of discussion about episode three on the group, and you know it's it's definitely the reason I don't like it isn't because Duke isn't in it. Although that does have an element because I we have all sat there and gone, if instead of Nash it was Duke, how different would this episode be if it was just Liza and William in the hotel? we'd probably all be going that is the best episode ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: you know, yeah. but at the same time just there are general elements of I I just I find it very slow and very there's no ups and downs. But that's okay. fine,
0: you know. Moving I don't on, other Lindsay, people do really like it. What episode <laughs> of Eliza's So my my crime solving do you like?
2: My ones are fairly similar um you know I love Black Witch Moth I loved it because yes. it it just captured absolutely everything yeah in terms of we, you had some humor you had some you know nice scenes between Eliza and William where there wasn't that kind of antagonisticness about them although there should have been because you know realistically <laughs> he has just broken her heart by going no we're never gonna we're not gonna yeah. be anything more than friends right now um, there
1: is some tension there <laughs> there's a little bit of tension up but the, it, the, yeah
2: it doesn't kind of over override anything It's no. still, there's humor there's funny bits and the puzzle of it it was great you got to the end yeah. and you were just like that was a that that was just an, and I was like if I could have more episodes like that episode I'd be like you know what this that's the best thing ever yeah. and I just and now, I uh, got to the Just, end of it with a massive smile on my face and I was like that's yeah. that's what I love
1: the, the two of them walking down the street was a nice yeah coda you know 100%. good ending yeah
2: um yeah and and so I love that start. I love the style of the air because it does make you think and and the one thing yes. I when I got to the end of that episode was if I was Eliza and I'm sitting here going this kid because I don't know how old he was he may have been like 24 25 who knows he's he's you know, had a really rubbish life. He's grown up yeah. in, you know, a home for, for children. He's got a pregnant wife. You know, he didn't, he wasn't malicious. He wasn't, you know, intentionally trying to, you know, kill his dad or whatever. Right. It probably all just happened in the spur of the moment. And you just go, mm-hmm. when he comes out and he's like, oh, could could you just Like forget that you saw that frame and part of you goes are you that much of an idiot that you know a private detective is coming round that you don't suddenly go oh crap I need to that's gonna you know let's hide it or whatever but equally I kind of go could I have could I have shopped him to William I'm not sure I could even if it's not about Eliza getting the money because at the end of the day I don't think she ever is about getting the money because how often does she not get paid like season three I was so amazed every time she had a case and I was like she didn't actually get paid um so how are you making money love but like <laughs> that's the thing that I kind of get to the end and just kind of go I'm not sure I could have shopped him to William to be honest I probably would have said fine you get that money you give me my money you keep a thousand pounds and you give the rest to charity and you know we we kind of go our separate ways and you know, he probably feels bad enough about it, and he's probably had a hard enough life. But maybe I'm too nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And 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 I, and I suppose I I love the book one as well. That's my
0: favorite too. Yeah. It yeah. just
2: it, Again, it's something a bit different. It's not just you y- murder of the week and.
0: Yeah, quarter to midnight, season two, mm-hmm. episode um five, where it's the author's stories being played out as the murders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Eliza and William have to read or reread the stories to try and figure out what's going to happen next, how the murder is going to act or who they're going to murder. And it turns out that it's the sister, not the actual author. Mm -hmm. And it's just smart. And I love books and I love reading. And so it just felt really flawless how the two loves of mine were intertwined to this really unusual case where it wasn't just, oh, it's a dead body. Let's figure out, you know, it was more than just who killed this person. It had a second step, you know, not just solving the murder, you know, the case it was, you had to do two, three, four extra steps to solve who was murdering you know he had to figure out what the symbol meant and what this not kn- where this knife came from and the symbol of the knife and the book and this and you know it just felt really clever really yeah. smart yeah it and was it does nice make you think at gone. the
2: end because you kind of yeah. you feel bad for her when yeah. you go she couldn't write under her own name because it was never the right time and you're yeah. just like
0: and her brother and the publisher yeah. and the banker and all the people were just
2: they took taking advantage, advantage of her.
0: Yeah. Mm. More social issues mm. coming into play. So, And one yeah. of the
2: other things that, that people have commented when, when I put a little comment on our Facebook group about talking about the, the mysteries and is I miss the fact that in season two and season three, there is no case that really ties the whole season together. And I think yeah. season two, it, it kind of lacked that because I kind of watched it firsthand and thought, oh, okay, well, when we get to episode five and episode six, there's going to be something that will really tie it all back together. And and when it got to episode six, I think episode six maybe felt a little bit of a letdown because it didn't kind of tie everything together in the way that it did. It happened in season one. And, and I kind of I've missed that and season three although the thread throughout that ties it all together is Eliza and William's relationship that side of it puts it on a little bit of a sad note for me whereas season one it was all about the cases and all about the mystery and the the tension and everything was kind of more there so I think you know if my wish for season four is that we do kind of get a little bit of a case that that slots in that you don't necessarily know kind of is there until you get to the end. And you're just like, Oh my God, I need to go back and rewatch it to pick up all those little hints. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. That arcs through the whole story.
2: Yes. A mystery that arcs through the whole story. Yes. I think that would be, that would be one of the things that, that, that the group has mentioned a few times. Yes. So on to our next question. Um, in season three, we saw Eliza investigating not just with William, but also with Nash and Moses and Fitzroy uh, in um, their own little episodes, which is, which is very different. Um, what, what do you think working with other people like that brings out in Eliza? That's
1: an excellent question. She's a good team player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so that
0: it shows that, yeah, she... Can work well with
1: others, yeah. So I mean, it's funny you're you're talking about. I mean, she when she talks when she works with Duke, she, there's always going to be tension. There's a little bit of tension with Nash in the sense that he's always trying to recruit her. Um, there's not as much tension with Moses, except that she's always bugging him, like, "What's your last name?" And mm-hmm. you know, what are you? You know, she and she's a bit nosy. And he's like, "None of your business." And it's just, oh. it's awesome. <laughs> so, but. You know, personally, they, they, they all, they all mesh really well with her individually, each person. Uh, Fitzroy, of course, gets along with her as well. I mean, I, Uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to answer your question because she's so, she's personable, even though she's extremely motivated and very ambitious and perhaps a little self, I don't want to say self absorbed, self centered, self, um, not self-important, but, you know, she's 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 got her own personal agenda. She's got to solve the case no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she was the boss in the last episode. That was who made you and who put you in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so she's got this natural leadership in her. So it, it shows that Henry taught her well and taught her how to interact properly with with other people, except maybe other women when she was at school. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it brings out in Eliza. She just has a. I think she's she's able to bounce ideas off of all of them, and they're all fairly receptive to her. So I don't know. I I, I think I think if we were we had to have another episode where she didn't work with Duke, she could work with any of them, and it would still be entertaining. And they were like you know she, her and Fitzroy and, and Moses working together with the uh, Bloodline. And her and Nash in Hotel St. Mark, I mean, they they work well together. And I think that shows that she she can be not just a one woman band, but and she does she does need help. I mean, she really should always take their help and their assistance whenever possible. But uh, I don't know. She's just. She's well-rounded as a as a person in that regard that she can work with anyone. She's not. She's not difficult. She's not grumpy like some detectives mm-hmm. in some other shows <laughs> can be, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of good to see that, that she's open to that.
0: I um, think yeah. one of the things that stood out for me
2: was that when somebody gives her respect, she's good to give it back. So yes. I kind of think of it as, you know, when she's working with those three, she's working well with them. And, and it's it's good because they also show that they respect her. Um, it's interesting, like, when you put her with, say, Basil, who does not
0: mm. respect
2: her at all, she wasn't very good at holding her tongue.
0: So I yes. think
2: it would, it's, it's interesting, like, when I look at episode six, I'm kind of a bit, oh, it's all very nice. It's very, they all just listen to her. She didn't, she's gone through the hard work of proving herself to all of them. Mm -hmm. and they respect her and Mm -hmm. it's it would be interesting to see how she works with somebody who doesn't necessarily give her the respect that she's due and whether she can hold her tongue so to speak because some you don't you're not always going to be able to work with people that you get on with and you have to be able to work with people that you don't get on with Um,
1: and I, and I think that was
2: the one thing that I found quite interesting when it came to Basil in the first episode of season three is that you know if she could just have held her tongue she probably would have got what she wanted and you know now she knows what he's like
0: Mm -hmm. she probably
2: could have adjusted herself in what information that she was going to give him and learnt to play the game
0: yes to speak and I think
2: that's that's what I kind of find quite interesting I mean I, I love all of them like i Love her relationship with Moses, and you know, there's there's a scene in Bloodlines where he's obviously talking Greek, and there's subtitles, and and he says we're both private detectives, and that yes. to me, I kind of go, look how far Moses' yes. character has come, because yes. you know, when we first meet him, he's just the security guard kind of yeah. thing. He's a bit down on his luck. He's, you know, not necessarily an upstanding citizen you know he's obviously got a bit of a rap sheet and and things and now you look and you just think he's create they she has created this relationship she's brought him along on her journey and you know that he's flourished and and they both kind of flourished together and I love that
1: about that relationship. he's 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 become a big brother and a confidant because yeah. she's bitching um, about william at the bar with him and he's <laughs> just looking at her like yeah lady what you don't know what you're saying you're yeah. <laughs> you're full crap. feeding him food what's the what more does a man want you'd be ivy feeding him food and they came a long way too how nice yeah yeah um,
2: and, and and again fitzroy i love that she's looking out for him she's seeing that he although he probably comes from a bit of a privileged life because his mm-hmm. dad's obviously the police commissioner he goes to the theatre and watches Gilbert and Sullivan and all of that <laughs> lot. But even still, she's still looking out for him and, and in a way that William looks out for, for Fitzroy. And sometimes you go, is that because it's important to William? Is that because he- that's the way Henry has sort of raised the both of them, that you appreciate those who are struggling?
1: Yeah, I think all all of the above for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be
2: interesting to see how how she works with Nash because she again she hasn't had to do very much to prove herself to him. No. But there's still that kind of she's the smartest lady there and yeah. you know she's a, she she's the smartest person and I think he knows that she's smarter than yeah. him. Yeah. And yeah. that's why he wants her whereas I think William and Eliza probably both want to be the smartest person in the room and they can't cope when the other one's being smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: There needs to be I, less I, of that. Like <laughs> I'm the best yeah. and they need to realize that they work better together. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And it's so apparent in that final episode of, of season three where they're they're they've all divvied up their jobs and, and the two yeah. of them are out investigating. And and we've seen it several times now over the, over the last three seasons where the two of them are out questioning the same person and she'll ask a question and he's like, you have to answer Miss Scarlet or else kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, this <laughs> is really, I like this. This is great. So yeah, he, he's definitely in her corner now, which is nice to see. Uh, and we saw it in the, um, which one where he, she was, she was threatening the f- uh, fellow with this, the wooden leg that he was uh, going to drop episode it up. For Black Witch
2: month. I love it. Yes. That that yes. Perfect.
1: Yeah. They can like you said, each that, other. that episode had everything. It was the Victoria's sponge cake of the whole series.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. yes.
1: Let's go back to the food analogies, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, ham and cheese and sponge cake. and cheese sponge <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. Who knew um, a yeah.
2: sandwich would go that way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, I usually food, use food analogies, so I, I highly appreciated it. It was
0: hilarious. Yeah. I think uh, it should be the um, official sandwich of Scarlet Tears: ham and cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you, Trina, that I just think it shows that Eliza she can work with people when she wants to. That she can be personable um, when it's for her own good. I I do think she has a little bit of way a little bit of growing to do and learning to curb her temper you know like with basil like you mentioned Lindsay, you know it it takes honey to catch flies kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. yeah um but it shows that she can do it um i think it you know it may cause her some grief in season four if she's working with men who don't respect her, like Nash and William and Moses do, yeah, she works really well with Nash, William, Moses, and Fitzroy. But you see how Phelps doesn't respect her, and you see what he does yes. and how he doesn't yes. play nicely. I, and I think season four is going to be full of Phelpses, and so we'll see. I think season four is going to be. Liza I, having to deal with that I, without I think putting, we're giving gonna, away a lot
1: yeah, yeah I, I have a feeling she's going to have to deal with Nash's men not respecting her I think that will be
0: yeah that'd
1: be fun to. it'll be fun to watch to see how she handles it and if William helps her I'd yeah. like to see that uh you know what I would also like to see just while we're on this topic about her working with other people yeah. if she could garner what if she and Mr. Potts could work together Ooh, that would Oh, be good.
0: If yeah, nice. what,
1: here's my, here's my question and it's maybe more rhetorical. You guys don't have to answer it. You can sit and think on it. Maybe the fans can answer it on uh Facebook page. What would Eliza have to do to garner his respect to gain it? What, what action would she have Ooh. to present that would make him say, wow, well, you know, maybe this lady's not so ridiculous after all, you know, maybe I should let her in the morgue. What would it take? Anybody have an idea? I don't have an idea. I'm just bringing it up because we've seen her work with everybody. Mm-hmm. And of course, Basil, Basil Sinclair was such a doink to her <laughs> and all these other men. Are, and, and of course, we remember Honeychurch and what he said uh-huh. to her and how she smacked him Yeah. But yeah. what what would she have to do or say? To get his respect and he'd look at her in a different light i I I don't know
2: fantastic question it just it just hit me while
1: you were sitting there talking i went oh my god that would be an amazing episode wouldn't that be an amazing episode
2: it would it would totally be an amazing episode i
1: I wonder if simon Ludders has any insight on that i'd like to i'd like rachel to sit if she's listening i'd like her to sit and think about it what could she possibly do or say it might be something that she wouldn't expect right you know you know eliza would do everything in her, but she'd solve crime. She'd do this. She'd offer advice and she's done all that. And she still isn't in his good graces, but I would love to know what would she have to do? I
2: mean, I think it's got to be a level of intelligence because he's quite an intelligent man. Yes. Some level of intelligence where she can kind of just, I don't know, meet him or play him at his own game. Yes. Yes. You know, he's got a body on the on the table that he's trying to figure out what happened or whatever and yeah she kind of and she would, would she would work yeah. out you know put the clues together and go well that's why that person died and you couldn't figure it out and I could and maybe blow him away that way but yeah I think he's and quite-
1: let and, and let him take the credit
2: yeah yes
1: oh I love this train. I love this train of thought that we've yeah. got going here. Okay. I mean, he must have
2: some level of respect for her because I, I find it quite endearing that he went to Eliza to get
0: her mm. advice
2: on what to do with his relationship mm-hmm. when he thinks, you know, Ivy's gone off him a little bit. So there's some level of respect there, but certainly yes. from a working perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That so would be maybe cool. maybe it'll have something to do with the actual their actual nuptials. Maybe she'll help her along with the speeding up the, the nu- nuptials. Inadvertently perhaps, but he'll he'll gain respect to her of, of her that way. Maybe it'll be unintentional on Eliza's part. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh God. This is I'm loving this train of thought. Anyway, is, is I don't that, want to get is, off topic, but it's
2: her face when he walks through the door at the end of the third episode of season yeah. two and she's like, <laughs> What just hell just happened? <laughs>
1: oh, that was great. That was so good.
0: Hundred oh. percent. All right. Uh, let's move on from Mr. Potts. Eliza and William have very similar yet different styles of investigating. How does this make them a good investigating couple? Hmm. I mean, I think but- we've seen when
2: they can actually when they actually put aside, you know, the the competitive nature that the two yes. of them have for each other and the need to be the smartest person in the room.
0: Yeah, they actually
2: yeah. work really, really well together. Like
1: absolutely,
2: you know, like you say when they're in her office late at night and he brings up the anagram. You know, yes, when they're yes. out, when they actually allow themselves to work together, they work so well. They bounce ideas. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder how much of that is down to, you know, what Henry has taught them. The fact they've had a similar teaching in, teacher in Henry. And and whether that's intentional on Rachel's part, that that there is this similarity in the way that they work. They both must have like a natural curiosity, because I think that's probably what Henry noticed in William, that he does have a good tendency to be able to work and figure Mm -hmm. out the crime. And, you know, I don't think he was ever, I want to say chosen, but that's probably not the right word, but he was probably, you know, henry didn't mentor him because you know he's a he's a big thug who can walk in and you know get, heads get the together. job done he has to think yeah yes but I think, they do flow well together you know they do yeah. have that natural spark to 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 figure it out and and come yeah. at it from different sides but equally exactly get the information yeah, like, when you realize they've both got a piece of information and they put it all together yes. they, they make a beautiful picture
0: well, yes. like, it's with the magician, they each have a wand, and they think, oh, I got the, you know, I've got the secret, and they're, like, tittering to themselves, like, he, he, I've got the secret clue, and, they, and then they go, well, I've got a secret, and then they both pull out their wand, they're like, um, Abracadabra. You know, <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, you guys need to work together, because then, You have the whole picture. They have similar trains of thought because they were trained by Henry. But they have different points of view and different ways of going about solving the crime because they're different people. But they have similar trains of thought because they're trained by Henry. It's kind of a yin yang thing. Yeah. You know, they're always going to complement each other, they're always going to fit. As like yeah. puzzle pieces. They're always gonna be the interlocking and create a perfect picture if they can work together and not be oh I need to be the best, the smartest, the quickest, the fastest. Yes. Like Lego that.
1: pieces that fit well. Yes. <laughs> so I would I would say too that um because they, they you're right, I think they work similarly because of Henry. That's gotta be most of it, I would say. Uh, And they're both quite intelligent. But also, you know, gender will play some degree of role because a man can get through the world. He can he can maneuver through the world a lot easier than Eliza can, first of all. And he's also got the credentials of Scotland Yard behind him. But that can also be a crutch for him, as Mm -hmm. we've seen in I forget which episode it was where he he and Moses were trying to help her uh they thought she had stolen or she'd broken into the pauper's grave. Yes. She'd gotten yes. into the morgue. So he walks into the bar. Oh, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to, you know, walk through here and they're going to listen to me. and am like, eh. you know, that was your crutch in that instance. So now it would have been better if Moses had done it. And in some cases it'd be better if Eliza goes and questions individuals. So, you know, I, I think that's where they work well together. So like, you go do the official stuff. I'll go over here and be sneaky and pick locks and, <laughs> and figure mm-hmm. out, you know yeah. who was where, and I'll 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 talk to the to the prostitute uh, over here in the alley who was, you know, Definitely with this guy and the yeah. police officer. Right, exactly. There, so yeah, there are times like with
0: Angel Inferno that episode where she can get into the botanical society by batting her yeah. eyelashes. You know, William couldn't do that. You know, he had to come in with no. a warrant or his policemen and you yeah. know, yeah. I think yeah. It's, Yes. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: I think that's how they work best together is that they use their strengths like he had mentioned in um, the Black Witch Moth. He said, use your use your gender as a as a as advantage. Use it to your to your strengths. Just, you know, exploit it. He didn't say it that way, but ex- exploit what you have. Yeah. You know, it'll work for you. And he said, I use my Scottishness. And of course, it's perfect. And he did it in uh, he did it in the last episode of ep- of uh, season three. Uh, when he snuck in and got the key under the whiskey bottle. I love that. Oh, God, yes. that's brilliant. <laughs> and Fitzroy, he's, he's, he's caught on, you know, he slips him the key. What do you want me to do, sir? Right away, he doesn't ask a dumb question. He knows, Oh, he's slipping me a key. What's this for? What am I going to do with it? So it's like, yeah, it's coming along. I like it. I like it.
2: Yeah. 100%. And they, I think, yeah, they do two minds are better than one. You know, you come at things yeah. from a different angle and you think of something that the other person probably wouldn't have thought of.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, they do, they just need to sort out their old romantic drama. <laughs> but then it wouldn't yes. be as fun. So, yes. you
1: know. Yes. So imagine, too, so here we are in that last episode of, of season three. And he he opens the, the suitcase and she wouldn't be there if it, he had mm-hmm. gone off on his own. Yeah. So that, you know, and she she cuts all three wires. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I just watched it again today. That's why it's fresh in my mind. But, yeah, it was it was brilliant. But, yes, I think it's always good to have a partner. I think you should. And like you said, the respect has been gained. She she's got she's got them all. She's got them all in her in her um her quiver. (laughs) She's they're all an arrow that she can rely on if she needs to you know shoot it off into the darkness
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so we, we slightly covered this one a little bit earlier but what is our favorite episode and why and you know I will always call out cell 99 it will always be my favorite episode it, and I think that's just because yes. the style of the episode that I genuinely really love and I love that it was slightly darker there's a bit of a threat to life there's there's a danger there's you know just Mm -hmm. when you think okay the actions just calm down a little bit you know they're getting shot at again or you know I I loved all of that and and I I would love to have another episode like kind of is cell 99 that focuses on the two of them solving something it didn't need to be all in the same place but solving something where there is the danger is real and it's there because like I think of the last episode of season two and didn't really feel like the danger was taken that seriously by eliza or even by william to a point you know there was a one point where he's obviously threatening fitzroy but almost once he knows he sees moses he kind of was just like oh she's fine and you know it's all 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 works itself out in the wash but it'd be lovely to have an episode where the two of them genuinely the lives are on the line and it moves the storyline along. I think that's the other thing is in Cell 99, it moved them along a little bit. Mm
0: -hmm. You Mm -hmm. saw
2: that they entered the the prison thinking of each other one way and they kind of grew over that episode and they walked out of the episode, uh, out of the prison and William's got a whole host of respect for her that he didn't maybe have before. Yeah. so I would love, I think that's why that is my favorite episode.
1: That that episode is perfection personified right there. I think you've nailed it. Yeah, yep. for sure. They, there's the push at the beginning. Then there's the pull. Then there's a little push. Yeah. And then there's like, oh, we're in danger. And we got to, you know, we're pulling together. and We're working together. You're injured. I've got to save you. And it's funny how he went to rescue her. She ends up rescuing him. Yeah. You know, it was it. Yeah. Again, brilliant. There's nothing more yep. new I can say about it. Yeah.
0: And I can't say anything more new than what you two ladies have said. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I think there are just... other really good
2: episodes. Like, yeah, you uh, know, yes. in, in, as we've said, kind of like season two, uh, Black Witch Moth and, and, you know, all of them are, 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 I don't think there is a, a bad episode in any of the 18 no. episodes. There's none that I have got to the end. Even, you know, Hotel St. Mark, which isn't my favourite, but I still I haven't sat there and gone, I'm never watching that again. That was awful. I don't think any of the episodes are awful. No. Definitely
0: not.
2: And I think that's what makes it such a good show. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. That was insane. No. Yes. Question. (laughs) No. Yes. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, there's no bad episodes. Cell so 99 is the best. It's just <laughs> right about. Of... I would I would
1: have to yeah, I would sorry, agree with cool. you that I would agree cool. that Cell 99 is the best. Um, but I think Jewel of the North has to come second.
2: Pretty Black Witch I'd Moth say... maybe
1: third or yeah, or it's, combo. It's... They're um, tied.
2: I always put Cell 99 and the case of Henry Scarlet together because I don't yeah. think I can ever watch one without the other because of the way it all ties together. But definitely, yeah. like you say, um, season three, episode six is that yeah. again. It is perfection. The, you know, High the reason, on the
0: list. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'd say kind
2: of yeah that that would that would be it for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely up there because. It's just so it's season just
0: one, Cell 99, yeah. season three.
1: Um, uh, I always forget the Jewel title of, the of it North.
0: Jewel of the Jewel North, season two, uh, um, Black Witch Moth, yeah. and mm-hmm. Quarter of Midnight coming out a close second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would I agree think with that. that. You
2: know, start yeah. of the 10. If you've never watched any Miss Scarlet and the Duke, those are, yeah, those, those are,
0: are decent episodes
2: need. to yep. start with.
0: Yeah, yeah, all Absolutely. right. Last question, and I would say my favorite of the season of this. Okay, if we were writing an episode of Miss Scarlet and the Duke, who would we put along with Eliza uh, for investigating, and what crime would they be solving? Does that sounds right, I guess. So, yes, right. Okay, so so I you both are I, I, fiction I, writers yes yeah. so who are you gonna put eliza with what are they solving well i already your, i already
1: threw the idea of of mr potts in there that was just unintentional that would be a great episode if they had to solve a case together how amazing oh, i'm that thinking be? bigger than yeah uh. <laughs> but to be honest with you i think i was sitting here thinking i said wouldn't it be great if she and ivy investigated together
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay. Right, because she's no dummy. She's certainly mm-hmm. learning to read. She threw in her ten cents worth there. uh Which episode was it? She, oh God, she, her and Moses are at the table, and she's trying to figure out who, who was it? The was it bug it's line? The air. the air, the air. um But what, wouldn't you just go to the paper and see who placed the ad or something? And I'm like, oh, she's brilliant. yeah So she, she's not. She's no dummy. I would love to. See an episode, and I don't know if I could write it or not, but see an episode where either she enlists Eliza's aid to help solve a crime, maybe something petty, not a murder necessarily, of maybe one of her friends, like she's out in the marketplace, she's, she's talking to other servants perhaps, maybe somebody's having an issue or a problem, and they hire Eliza, and I, I have to confess, I'm sort of thinking of a, you know, I'm thinking Sherlock Holmes here too, because mm-hmm. how many times did the, uh, did people just come off the street i've got this strange problem and of course he loved these little rinky dink problems that ended up turning up being more not necessarily turning into murder but potentially murder or, or you know something bad was going to happen and he stopped it because of all these little i would love to see an episode like that i would love to see a sherlock holmesian type episode where ivy says you know there's been this series of strange robberies over here at the marketplace at the butchers and oh really and then she'll investigate and of course she wouldn't necessarily maybe get paid for it, but she'd look into it and then Ivy would help her solve it. I think that would be a great episode.
2: Ivy could I, get hired and go undercover. And,
1: yeah, uh, that would be fun. And yeah, and she's little done little it bit. already. So why not? Yeah, do it again.
2: Probably wouldn't win her any points with Mr. Potts, mind you. but you Possibly know, not. Perhaps we could, you know, tie it all together.
1: Perhaps that yeah. would be he would be he would be angry with Eliza for getting Ivy involved. Of course, it would be Ivy who's say, "Well, I did it myself." But then <laughs> Eliza would do or say something that would uh encourage Mr. Potts to be, you know, happy be to impressed. be be impressed and, and suddenly have respect for her. That, see, now we've worked it all into yeah. one episode. Look at that.
2: There, you, there go. you go. We should, you know, we should write an episode together. Great minds. What about you, Amanda? See, I think I, I know was... who you're gonna put her with.
0: No, no. No? I understand the assignment way wrong. I (laughs) went outside of the show and I said, Dr. Watson of Sherlock fame. Okay. Okay. They were going to visit and Dr. Watson was going to come along and they were going to solve a crime that was going to help William and Sherlock get out of trouble because, of course, their people were always getting into trouble. And Eliza and Dr. Watson were going to get along famously because, as always, they're always second fiddle and nobody understands their brilliance. And they would, at the end of the episode, show uh, share an adoringly 90s-style sitcom, side wink and a nod. <laughs> Because without oh. them, their people would be disasters. And that's my episode. I can't they like remember,
2: it. I can't remember <laughs> who um, gave this suggestion or where I saw it, whether it was on Twitter or on the group or somewhere. But I'm sure somebody made a comment about how wouldn't it be great if Eliza ended up working with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and she was the inspiration for Sherlock.
0: See, it's not out of the realm That'd be of cool. possibilities
2: that would be pretty cool i reckon
0: that would yep. be cool mm.
2: i mean I, I have to put Eliza and william together I, I i they're always my favorite episodes when those two kind of Absolutely. Have, have a a decent amount of screen time and you know they go through their ups and downs and one minute they're bickering and the next minute they're laughing at each other and the next minute they you know they're making goo goo eyes at each other and things. <laughs> so if, if it was an episode I was writing it would definitely be Eliza and William centric um what would I have them investigating I mean I mean I've, I've written a few but I think I think I'd like to have something where you know they're having to investigate something that brings up a lot of things from the past so that we find out a little bit more about them and
1: oh you know, yes there's
2: so much that we don't know like when did they meet you know how did William get chosen kind of, keep saying chosen but I don't mean chosen but how did Henry kind of go you're the kind of lad I want to mentor and you know did did William live in her house or did he you know live somewhere else and he just was a constant visitor because I feel like. Eliza's got so much jealousy of William that, mm. um, yeah, she she probably he was probably hanging around a lot, and you know she's she's kind of got a, a bit of jealousy that if she'd have been a boy, her father would have mentored her and she would have followed in his footsteps, and she yes. wouldn't have had any of this. And the fact that William kind of this kid who means absolutely nothing to Henry, he's just kind of picked him and he's mentored him, and he's had the life that she wanted to have, that I would love to kind of have some sort of, uh, probably write some sort of episode where you start to unpick some of that jealousy of why why she is, because if they could kind of nail down that competitive nature, and you know that they would work together a bit better than they do, so I'd probably have them investigating something that brings up some some memories and and some because again you could probably have them one minute they're arguing one minute they're being all nice to each other and yeah it would probably be something a bit like that
1: yeah that'd be great I'd watch that (laughs) I'd watch (laughs) any of those episodes yeah yeah don't worry Rachel
2: we'll write season five we've got season five (laughs) coming for you you can take a break
0: there you go (laughs) We have plenty of ideas. We do. we do. We do. We do. All right. Any last thoughts on the mysteries and crime of Miss Scarlet and the Duke? Oh, I mean, just love them. I know. I know we talk a lot about Eliza and William and the love and the romance. But the reason why we don't talk about the crime and the drama is because it's flawless. There is nothing... <laughs> fuss about yeah period
1: I would say that's accurate
0: definitely it is very accurate yeah I so think the crimes just... are
1: are interesting yeah and
2: they're different and you can tell that they put a lot of time and love into thinking of Things that are different. Then there's there's never an episode where you kind of go, "Oh, you rested on your laurels on this one. You didn't put yeah. no. into it." We may sit there and criticize the timings and kind of going, "That well, how does that fit with that one? And how many weeks have passed since the end of that episode?" I would
1: like to know one? the time. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like to. I like to know where. I think we must be in 1883 by now, don't you think? I think so. That, I think a yeah. lot of time yeah. I think William and Arabella, Arabella were together for a little while. I'm not it's very different. I, I can't I, mean, I'm, I don't know.
2: I missed the fact that somebody else pointed it out to me and I, did, I missed it at first, that obviously between the start of season one and the mm. end of season two, a whole year has passed because um Sims says that he's been in prison for a whole year
1: right I, that
2: completely blew my mind because i, I was did like, catch
1: that i caught that and forgot it so yes it must be 1883 so, by now so that's yeah yes. yeah
2: again I it, that's that's probably the only thing that we kind of scratch our heads on
0: everything
2: right. else we're like you know if the cases, they could just...
0: glance at a calendar every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> that would be great i my actually drink... very <laughs> very,
2: <laughs> stop drinking the coffee
1: Yes. I actually printed an 1882 calendar and kept it in my journal so that I could refer to it whenever I was oh, writing wow. something. I was like, was that on a Tuesday? Yeah, it was. <laughs> OK, good. Yeah. I I, you know what was it? What was a Sunday? Yeah. And, and sometimes you can actually re- just Getting off topic slightly. You can actually research weather. Oh, wow. Uh, sometimes they have records that go back that far. I actually when I wrote the which one was it? He went to the theater forsaken. When I wrote forsaken, I actually looked up the weather that night for that night that that I planned that he was there and it was rainy. It was miserable and dark. Nice. I actually
0: look at you. I'm such a (laughs) nerd. Look at you. That
1: deserves a Pulitzer. (laughs) Hardly. (laughs) Anyways.
2: But we do, yeah. and I'm, I, I sit there and I'm like, guys, keep doing what you're doing because you know it is. It's it's, it's we any any complaint is is very minor. I think when when I when oh, we yeah. look at all the comments on the group, the, the opinions even that I have and everything, it's all very minor, niggly. We we can nitpick because there's not a lot to really complain about.
1: No. We nitpick because we love. Yes. <laughs>
0: We love with all our hearts. Uh huh. Uh huh. These true. characters are real. Oh, they are real. We think about it's, them so much. We think about I, them more yeah. than our own family members. I, I, <laughs> I get agree with that.
1: I get kicked in the foot at work because I'm sitting there thinking about what can I do for Eliza Williams? It's like suction. Oh, sorry, forgot. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 We should add the Trina is a dental nurse, hence the setting. <laughs> oh my God! You know what? Maybe we should. There should be an episode next season or the season after about a dentist. Oh, oh yes. It'll no, be I have it'll, enough it,
2: nightmares about dentists.
1: Well, let's, <laughs> Rachel. If you want to write a Halloween episode, make it a dental one. <laughs> that would be a good one. Someone's got to go to a dentist. I wonder who. Who should we send? Should we send Phelps? Oh, yes.
2: definitely. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can... sure, surely Fitzroy, when he punched him, maybe knocked a few teeth.
0: Oh, It's that good. Oh, my gosh. Love <sighs> it. Absolutely love it. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, this has been so wonderful.
2: It has, definitely. Nice. It's, it's always a good on good happy
0: note about Phelps and a dentist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Belps uh, needs uh, a dentist Belps and, and a dentist. What, who's the ham and who's the cheese in a sandwich
1: <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god uh, all oh, right. it, just so, it just so went off in a weird direction <laughs> we're not professional guys
0: we're just no. fans we are not professionals <laughs> that professional says man. it all that says <laughs> it all um, so thank you everybody for joining us for this weird one <laughs> We're glad you stuck around, um, uh, Trina. Thanks for joining us and talking mysteries and crimes. My um, pleasure.
1: We thank you for inviting you me. There. It was just—it's a delight to always. I, as I said, i, I was so excited when you asked me. You said I'm going out to the store and I'm buying a microphone so they can hear me this time, <laughs> and that's—and that's what I did today. So I was buying a microphone this morning. All oh, right. I love it! I love it
0: well we always enjoy you talking to us so thanks again everybody for listening to us for the Scarlet tears join us
2: next time for a fun one and and don't forget you can find us on instagram and on facebook you just have to search Tears underscore podcast or and and you can find all our details and all the podcasts
1: um, got it.
0: Yep, on our and we have our website at scarlettearspodcast.wordpress.com. You can find our um podcast there if you want to listen to any old ones. Um so see you later everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you everybody for listening to the Scarlet Tears Podcast. Music by Kevin In Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons, by attribute 4.0, license, http, colon, forward slash, forward slash, creativecommons.org, forward slash, licenses, forward slash, by, forward slash, 4.0, forward slash.